Okay, Boker Tov. <clears throat> Boker Tov, today's daf is daf Pei Hei, 85 in Ervin. Pei Hei, and again, we learned for four Shlema, for Tova, Miriam, Bas, Dvorah, Mindel. So, <clears throat> the last uh, couple of words on Pei Dalen Beis. Amar Bira Meshmuel, Bor Shabain Shtei We're looking now at diagram number 287. 287. There's a bore, a pit of water between two different chatzeros. There's nobody living. The current chatzer that you're looking at in 287, it looks sort of like a mavui, but there's nobody living there. And there's nobody who has direct access, walking access to it. There's simply a bore between two different chatzeros. It's at least four tfachm away from each wall. So now they each want to draw water. Normally we learn if two people, if two different chatzeros or two different houses have, have equal access, they uh, restrict one another from using it. However, over here, nobody really lives there. And the bar is at least four tfachim away from each of the walls. So uh, what do we learn over here? Rabbi Yudah Shmuel says, notice that we start off the words Rabbi Yehuda Amr Shmuel. That's going to be key. Rabbi Yudah was a Talmud of Rav and Shmuel. So many times we find we have Amr Rabbi Yudah Rav. He said the name Rav, Amr Yudah Shmuel. Here, the way Agamar reads is Amr Rabbi Yudah Shmuel. He said this in the name of Shmuel. What do you do to fix this? So he says, so like Rashi explains, you really don't need anything because there's nobody living here. So there's no real restrictions. But still, what do you do? Motzis is koshu mimale. Vezemotzis is koshu mimale. Vezemotzis is mashu. Each one puts out a little... Uh, projection. You see like a little stick of wood there sticking out from each side. That's just that it should be a hecker that they should realize that they're from two different chatzay wrote and they shouldn't be mater using a common chatzay between them. If there's walls between them and no doorway and they can't, they didn't have an Erev, uh, they shouldn't use that under normal conditions. But in this case, the rabbis allowed them to, uh, to, to each of them could draw water with these circumstances. So he says, Motzi Zizkosha, you pull out a little projection from each side. That's Rabbi Yudah said in the name of Shmuel. Rabbi Yudah Didei Amar, he himself says, Afilu Kanye, you don't even need a, a stick like that, some sort of a, a ledge or a projection. It's good enough just to put out a reed, just anything that makes it look like, so you remember that this is Shabbos, and normally if people would be living in that chutzr, or if it would be a regular chutzr, or if there wouldn't be space between, uh, as between the wall and the bar, uh, you could, you would really need to uh, to do more than that. Either would, either each one would restrict the other from using it, or if they can make a common error. In the diagram that we have, they can't make a common error because there's walls between them. So that's what Rav Yudah said. Name of Shmuel. Amalei Abaya, Rav Yosef. Abaya had misunderstood what Rav Yudah said. He understood it. He didn't have it. Rav Yudah said the name of Shmuel. He said, "Where did Abaya, Where did Rav Yudah get this from?" So, so he said, where did Abias learn that Rabbi said it himself? Not only he said it himself, he didn't learn it with the projection with the piece of wood there. He learned it just like he said with the reed. If you have this circumstance where you have two chatzeros and they each, uh, they each uh, uh, abut a, a, uh, a common area that uh, has a bore in between there, just put up a reed there just so you should have some sort of a hacker. But technically, uh, like Rashi points out, it did this not lowly boy. Elimishum hacker bialma. Just need, just need to to recognize to know. If two other people, if you're different rishus that both people have access to, you shouldn't uh, use it unless they have an air. As we learned before, if two people have equal, two different chatzeros or two different houses have equal access to the area in between, they each prohibit the other from using it 
unless they made a common area. So this is just a reminder. Here, there is no common area between them because nobody really lives there. It's not a usable place. There's simply a bore in between there, so you're allowed to. So Rabbi said, Rabbi Yosef, this that Rabbi Yudah said, he must have learned it from his Rebbe Shmuel. These walls, these windows, Mm-hmm. Are, they, are, are they the size of a Pesach? They're no, a no, 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 no. They're simply, they're simply ways of access. If they would be a doorway, if they would be a proper doorway, then it would be different because then each will have real access to it. If they have real access, walking access to it, they would prohibit one another. It's only these very strange circumstances where nobody really has walking access to it that it's allowed. <laughs> so... um and if it would be easier for either one of them to use it, it would be a problem. All, they, they, they would always constrict. And there's no way they can walk there either, right? It's not to place it. There's simply a window there with not real walking access. Therefore, there's no real rishus for stay. It's not like they both have access to it. And therefore, the rabbis didn't prohibit it totally. But Rabbi Yudah said in the name of Shmuel, if you put a little ledge there, and Rabbi Yudah himself says all you need is a, 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 a reed, a simple thing. So Abaya had heard that Rabbi Yudah said it himself. All you need is a reed there. So Abaya said, where did he get this from? He didn't see it like Argamara has it that he said the name of Shmuel. He said, where did he get this from? He says, you know what Abaya said to his other, to his Rabbi, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yudah must have learned this from Shmuel. How's Rabbi Yudah de Shmuel? Again, he didn't have our gear sus. He didn't say I'm Rabbi Yudah Shmuel. He just said Rabbi Yudah said on his own. The Rav, because if it goes like Rav, Rav will say, Ha'amar ain't on a al-chaveiro derachavir. Rav is going to explain later on that one person never prohibits uh, another person from using something if he's only if a person A only has access to it by throwing. In other words, he can't really access it directly only by through the airway. Then he doesn't prohibit it at all. In other words, according to Rav, you wouldn't need anything over here because since neither one of them has really access to it, neither one could just lower something in there. They have to, so to speak, throw something. They have to throw the pail in there. They only have access via airspace. That doesn't prohibit. That's an important clause. Rav says, If all he has is air access to it, that doesn't prohibit. So you wouldn't need anything. Okay. Fine, so you're saying Rav holds you wouldn't need anything. And Shmuel says you must need something. Where did Shmuel say that? What's the source? It's not we just have the source because Argamar starts off with Rabuta Mishmuel and he quotes what Shmuel said. But Abayah didn't have it in his version. He just said that Rabuta said you can use a reed. So and he, he must have got it from his Rebbe who said you need something. You need like a, a ziz, a little projection, a little piece of wood. And Rabbi Yehuda interpreted Shmuel to say you just need some sort of a mark. Some sort of a, a uh, something there to show that it's uh, the, that you realize that it's Shabbos and that you wouldn't normally use that. So he said, "This is uh, Shmuel." Had said, "You need a ziz, a, a little piece of a wood sticking out. You don't even need that. A reed's good enough." But where did Shmuel say that? So he's looking to Shmuel Mehecha If Shmuel, if he got it from the following thing, what's following thing? That's the case. Look above two eighty six, the end of yesterday's daf. Remember the end of yesterday's daf? It's really 285 and 286, both of them. It's really 285 and 286, right? He says, if it's from that case, you have a, a, a roof right next to Rishis Rabin. It's only 10 fachim above Rishis Rabin. You need that ladder, remember going up to the, uh, if you look at 285 and 286, you need that ladder going up to the, up, uh, the upper story, in order to allow you to carry from the Merpeset to the through the roof to the upper story because otherwise the merpeset sort of belongs to the rishus Now what do you see over there that the rishus 
right, that the Rosh Hashanah has, since it has airspace, right, since it has airspace to use on the, uh, you normally, the, you see it in the diagram in 280, 286, he shows the dimensions better. In 285, it's 10 Tfachim high. So the only, it doesn't have easy access from the Rosh Hashanah to that little roof. Again, you know, people are asking, isn't it a small distance? But 10 Tfachim was considered high. That's the, that's the halacha that the Chum said. Presumably that's based on halacha uh, Moshmi Sinai. That 10 Tfachim high is considered you have airspace. In other words, all the Rosh Hashanah has over the roof is airspace. That's it. Uh, because you can't, it's not easy to use. It's 10 Fachim high and you're in Rosh Hashanah. And there's also uh, little pegs usually between the Rosh Hashanah marking it off from the private area. The point is it's difficult to use. All you have is airspace. And still, what do you need? You need something to show, to, to, you need something to remove the Rosh Hashanah's uh, access to the roof. How is that? By showing the ladder there, you show that the merpesa, so to speak, belongs to the roof and to the upper story there, and not to the um, and not to the rishasarabim. In other words, you remove the access, you remove the rishasarabim's access to the merpesa and to the roof by putting that little ladder there. So, what do you see? That even though the rishasarabim only has air access, it still forbids it still forbids you from carrying on the private area. So that lachar is what Shmuel says. So, so that's where we get this from. That Shmuel says just airspace, and again, back even in two eighty seven, each each of the parties only has airspace usage, and yet they prohibit the other one unless you have some sort of a demarcation. Like again, these are all drabbanan, these rules of air, etc. Because mineraisa, these are all rishosayachim. But in any case, so so is that is that the proof? The Gemara says no. Dilma Papa. How did we end off yesterday's Gemara by saying no? Rapapa said. They, it's not that they really have air usage. Maybe, like in 286, all they do is they place their hats in. They can't really put their big packages down. All they could do is put their hats down, uh, hats and their scarves. So they do have some usage that way. So don't you can't prove from here, from this case, that Shmuel holds that just having airspace access by throwing something, you really consider have have access to it. No, that's not the case. In this case, with the Rosh Hashanah and the and the roof, uh, they put their hats down there. That's easy. That's not the same as being able to put their packages down. So where did, again, we're looking for a source. Where does Shmuel say that just having air access to it pro constricts and restricts the uh, uh, one person? from uh, being able to put something down. Elameha. Uh, Elameha. I'm getting these things in the middle. Um, ooh, uh, one second. Yeah. Elameha, from this case. Ze motzi ziz kolshu umamali. Ze motzi ziz kolshu umamali. That's the case we just started with today. Stop with. The boar in 287. In other words, Abayah said to Rabbi Yosef, where were you to get this from? He says, you know where you got it from? Ah, from Shmuel, because Shmuel was Taka, the author of this top case that we started with today's daf. Bar Shemein Shtecha says, Muflekes Mikosa Zeh Arba, Mikosa Zeh Arba, Zeh Motzi Zeh Koshu, Zeh Motzi Zeh Why does each one have to put out a projectile there in order to fill up his pail with water and bring it in? Time with the Apik, the only reason you're allowed to is because you put the projection out there, you put the Ziz, Holo Apik, Arminen, Adam Oso Achaver, Dar We say, Shmuel holds, that if you didn't put that Ziz there, if there was nothing sticking out, and you just had those two rishuyot, and they boarded the uh, the middle area with the bore, they would not be allowed to fill up their uh, each one would not be allowed to fill up their pail with water from via that window from there uh, from each chutzer into this uh, common area because because airspace alone does prohibit does restrict from carrying. So that's Shmuel's opinion. What about Rav? We said before Rav says ain't a moser al chaver dachaver. If all I have is, is air access to it, I don't have direct access to it, I can't just lower something or pick it up. If I have only there, that doesn't, I can't prohibit you from carrying there. 
that access that I have only via airspace by throwing something is not considered restrictive. Where do I get that? From Rav Mehecha, Elay Mehecha. Maybe from the case we had another case we had yesterday. Take a look back in two eighty two or two eighty four. Right? You had the two platforms sticking out of the apartment house over the river. And you were, via the contraption, the rabbis allowed you to, to lower your pail into the river. It's all like a Rishus and you're allowed to carry there. So he said, If you made the contraption for the upper platform and not for the lower one, they're both this that This that you're allowed to do that, and we said, when we were in 283, we said it's with a ladder. In 284, we said, no, it's because within 10 Tfachim, that's good enough. But that's only if horizontally they're within four Tfachim, right? Lo shanu, uh, um, uh, lo shanu if they're close by, if they're four Tfachim away, the upper one is mutter, the lower one is asur, right? So what do you see over here? What do you see over here that... that um, uh, the, we're, we can prove from here. The Rav says that what that the the one who's far away does not prohibit the other one from carrying. Remember in the in the look at two eighty four. It's they're within ten tefachim in height, but if they're if as long as they're four tefachim away, we said fine. Then they both aser they aser upon one another. If they didn't make an error between them, they aser upon one another. However, if the left one is more than four tefachim away horizontally from the one on the right, he doesn't prohibit the other one from carrying. Why is that? Because the one on the left only has access via throwing it, via airspace. We're trying to prove that Rav, this is the source where Rav says, you can, I cannot restrict you. If, all, if my access is only via airspace, I don't restrict you. That's why we say the guy, the upper one, the guy on the right can use it. The guy on the left cannot. So maybe that's the proof to what Rav says, because Rav Huna Rav said that if the left one is removed four tefachim across horizontally, that's uh, that's uh, <coughs> then he doesn't prohibit the guy on the right from using it from carry, from drawing water by with the pail and the contraption uh, on even if they didn't make an error. So that proves that only having airspace does not prohibit. It does not constrict, does not restrict you from using it. The end does not restrict the other guy from using it. The Gemara says, no, Dilma Shiny, it's different over there. Dilma Shiny Ocha, the Kibn, the Lezebezrik of Ashoshal, Lezebeshoshal, the Hude, Kelezebezrik of Lezebepesach. I mean, it's different over here. You know why? Because the guy on the left, the guy on the right just has to lower his pail. The guy on the left, it's not simply Zrika, he has to throw it and lower it. So if he has to throw it and lower it, remember, Rav himself said that Zrika. And shulshul and shulshul by lowering it or by throwing it, they're both difficult. Even though shulshul lowering it is easier, is easier, but they're still they both answer upon one another. But over here, when he's four tefachim removed, the guy on the left, he has to throw it and lower it, and that's much more difficult. So maybe over here, since the guy on the left has to throw it and lower it, and the guy on the right only has to uh, only has to lower it, it's as if one is bezrika and one with with a direct opening, with a direct portal into it, and therefore. That's why it's mutter in this case, not because not because airspace does not for, prohibit you. The reason over there is because the guy on the left is, so, is removed from it because he has to throw it and lower it. So therefore, we give it to the guy on the right who has easier access to it. So you can't prove it from that case. Ella meha. But where are we going to prove it from? From the next case. Look now at 288. Ella meha. You have two houses. And there's three 
there's three ruins between them. There's three houses that are ruins, basically. The walls are destroyed, and they're basically ruins. There's nobody living there now, right? There are li- they, you could live there, but nobody lives there now because their walls are all, destro- are all knocked down. What's the rule? The guy on the right, there's no doorway between the houses and the ruins, but they, there are windows. So the guy in the right house, he can use the right ruin, and the guy in the left can use the left ruin, and the middle one, nobody can use. So what do we see there? It says, words, Each one has to throw it in, but you see the guy in the left house, he has to throw it a long distance to the guy on the right. So all he has is to, to the right ruin. And therefore, since his, he has difficult, he has to, his access is only to the right one by a really throwing it far, therefore, he doesn't restrict the guy on the right from using the right ruin. And the guy in the right house does not restrict the guy in the left house from using the left ruin because he can only use the left ruin, the guy on the right can only use the left ruin by throwing it. Whereas each guy can use the, the ruin that's adjacent to him simply by opening his window and lowering it and using it that way. Therefore, what do you see? That each guy in the house does not prohibit the other guy from using it because each guy can only use the far ruin for him, the far one, the one that's three away, can only use it via, via airspace. And therefore, he doesn't prohibit the other guy from using it. So you see over here, this guy can use meaning he opens his window, he throws it, but it's not throwing it far. It's like lowering it. The middle one is usher to both of them. Now we're going to talk about the middle one in a minute. Why is the middle one usher? If nobody's living there, why do they each run? Presumably because they each have access to it. They each have equal access. The middle one, they each have access. If two people have equal access to an area, that usually prohibits it. So we'll see in a little bit why that is exactly, though. But we'll, we'll, we're going to talk about that. So the middle one's also. So that's the source. So we have now Rav and Shmuel each saying this. What's the Machlok's Rav and Shmuel that we've learned today? Rav says that if I only have airspace to that area, I don't prohibit you from using it. I don't restrict you from using it. And if you have air, 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 only airspace, you don't pre- pre- uh, pre- uh, prevent me from using it. You don't restrict me from using it. That's what Rob says. Shmuel says it does, re- it does restrict unless you have to make some sort of a mark so to show that we realize it's Shabbos and you're making some sort of a demonstration of ownership. It's not enough without doing anything. Okay, <coughs> we're at the top now of Peham and Bez. Yosef Rabrona. Rabrona said, Rabrona he was he repeated this that we just said in the name of Rav. Amarle Rabalaza. Rabalaza said, Barbe Rav, student of the Yeshiva. Amarav did Rav really say that? Amarle, yeah, that's what he said. Achvilesh Brose, show me where he lives. Remember we had that before. Show me where he's uh, staying. I'd like to confront him with this directly. Achvile showed him. Asla came Rav came before Rav. This Rabroni came before Rav. Amarle, I mean uh Rabalaza. Rabalaza came before Rav. Amalei, Amar Mahachi, did you really say that, Amalei? Yeah, that's what I said. That's what I said. Did you really say this to Rabbi Lezer? had Rashi says, Mid Amar Rav Em the middle one's also, even though there's space between them. You, since, since neither one can use the middle ruin, so it's mashma that you do prohibit the space In other words, the reason why the far ruin is prohibited for each of the other guys and it's permitted for the guy who's adjacent to it is because for one, it's difficult use and for one, it's easy use. But since the middle one is also to both of them, it's mashma that just having airspace access to it prohibits. So he said to him, you really said that's the case, that the middle one is also and the and the ones on the side are mutter? That, that means that you hold that uh, airspace does prohibit. 
Uh, he says, yeah, you yourself said if they both have difficult use, even though even the lowering it is easier than throwing, but if they both have to go and asur, and they're both asur. So over here too, why don't you say that they're both asur over here too? In other words, you say that the middle one is asur, right? Since nobody really has a doorway there. Both of them should be usher, even though one has easier use than the other one, but, uh, but since there's no doorway between the house, any of the houses and the ruins, they should all be usher. So he answered him, no. You think that it's as, as in 288, where the three ruins, we said there's three ruins, and I said one has use of one, one has use of the other, and the middle one's usher. It's not where the three are in a row. Lo, they're, like the, they're like the feet of a tripod, like in a triangle. Look at 289. We're looking now at 289. So therefore, in 289, the two front ruins... Each one has access to the one that's adjacent to him because this one, the one that's adjacent to him, has easy use and he doesn't have to throw it. And the one far and the, and and the one that's far away, he only has access by throwing it. See, the guy on the left also has access to the ruin on the right because the door because the uh, walls are all uh, have all been destroyed. However, he only has access via airspace, and since he only has access via throwing it, airspace, he doesn't restrict the other one and vice versa. Whereas the third one is not between the two ruins. The third one's in the back of both of them. And the third one is actually between. Uh, the third one abuts both houses. And that's why the third one is usher, because both of them have equal access to the third one via ease of use. They just open their window and lower it down. And therefore, they prohibit one another. And that's why it works over here. Rashi says, Lo davin the one, again, the first two, the ones in the front, are mutter to the to the each one to its adjacent house because the other one who's not adjacent to it has only access by the airspace. And Rav says that you, that airspace doesn't restrict if you if you only have access by airspace, you don't restrict the other guy. But I'm sorry, also the middle one's also the shneim mishdamish above the they can both use it easily. Even though the middle, even though the two ruins are, are open to the middle one, also you might say, well, if the if the if the um, each of them has access to their adjacent ruin, and that adjacent ruin has access to the third one in the back, that should also prohibit because they each have access. The Chacham didn't go that far since Lamaisa; these aren't real houses that you can make regular usage of. So all these are halachas drabban, and how far did they go, and what were their rules? And you see, there's machloks and about like we have two between Rav and Shmuel. Amar le Rapapa le Rava, lema Shmuel de Leslie Ravimi lechora Shmuel who says that having airspace to it prohibits it. Just having airspace to it prohibits it unless you made some sort of a mark like a reed or a stick or something. Uh, so the Chori doesn't know Rav Dimi. What's Rav Dimi's halacha? He has the Rav of of Makom Tur. The Chaz Rav Dimi of Dimi came here to Shmuel and Rav Yochan. He said, "Rav Yochan, Makom Sheim Bal Dalad Dalad. A place is not Dal Bal Dalad. That's what we call Makom Tur. Mutla Ben Eivrishus Rabim Ben Eivrishus Yochan. Because people come from Rishus Yochan or Rishus Rabim. They each can put their stuff down in there. Like I said, that's the handkerchief on the on the fire hydrant. They're allowed to. They shouldn't use it to exchange places. In other words, you shouldn't have a like a little uh, platform less than Dal by Dalad." 
near your house, and you could take something from the house, put it on there, and then transfer in Shusrabim. Don't do that because you'll lead that will lead to carrying directly from Shusiyach to Shusrabim or vice versa. But what do you see over there? That you're allowed to put stuff on a makam tour, even though what is the makam tour? Since it dal, it's not a place of dalad dalad. It's not a place where you could put stuff down. It's very small, and therefore it's just like avir. Rashi says avir kaver ba'alma, and 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 Rav Dimi says you're allowed to put stuff there. And here we're saying that we, and as what what rishus do you have? It's just like it's just like airspace, and yet you're allowed to use. You're allowed to put stuff down. You don't prohibit somebody else from using it. So here he says also, and Shmuel says just having airspace on it does prohibit you from carrying. So the Gemara says a simple answer. He says, Hasam Rishus the Rice. They were talking about Rishus Rab and Rishus Yachid, and Rishus and 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 the Makom Tour is neither one, and therefore you're allowed to put it. Hachav Rishus the Rice. Here only talking about Rabbanik because Mitter Rice. All these things are Rishus Yachid, and and the Chacham Asu Chizkut Vayim Yasham Shel Torah. In order to enforce their rules that the Rabbi say, because people would make people say, ah, it's all Rabbanan, it's all Rishus Yachid. Anyway, Rav Mimachvor the Rabbanan made special rules. To strengthen their rules more than the Torah. In other words, when you're talking about Shusha Rabbim, Shusha Yachid, a Makam tour, everybody agrees. Even Shmuel agrees with Ravdimi, you can put yourself down on a Makam tour, even though the Makam tour is basically just airspace. Why is it airspace? There is a physical thing there, but since it's less than dollar by dollar, it's like simply airspace. And it's motor without any tikkun. You don't have to put a little rod there or a reed or something there. You can put yourself down on the on the uh, fire hydrant as is. Whereas over here, since it's all rabbana, the rabbana made a special chizik. Did Rav really say that what? That when all you have is airspace, you don't restrict at all. The Gemara says in Shabbos, let's say one owner has two houses across the street from one another, there's a Rosh Rabbim in between, and he owns both houses. Now, Rosh Hashanah is only, Rosh Hashanah or a Karmelist Rabban is only up until 10 Fachim, like we've learned many times. Therefore, therefore, if he threw it from one house across the street, he wanted to throw some stuff across the street, he's not even going in the Rosh Hashanah at all, because he's going above the Rosh Hashanah, above 10 Fachim. So it says, Shnei Batam Shitzis Rabbim, Rab Arafun Amarav, also Lizard Mizel Zeh, you're not to throw from one to another. Wait a minute. Why? All the Rosh Hashanah has over here, all, the only access in the Rosh Hashanah is via airspace above it. It's not in the Rosh Hashanah itself. He's not throwing it through Rosh Hashanah. He's throwing it above Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah only has, so to speak, like access through Rosh Hashanah via airspace, and still you can't throw it. So you see that just having airspace access makes it forbidden, may, restricts it. Shmuel says you're allowed to. There it's different. The Midlichad, the Mitzichad. Over there it's speaking about where one of the houses is further, is at a higher level, and one is lower. Zimnin de Mignader, because maybe when he throws it, it'll go at an angle, enough will fall on the ground. Vasilasuri will come to pick it up. There it's a different reason. Not because the airspace prohibits it, but whether we're afraid, and when you throw it, it might land in the street. Because you're not going, you might, you know, get a bad angle and it'll, 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 uh, you know, you'll, you won't throw it well and it'll uh, land in the street and you'll come to pick it up. Shmuel, though, says it's mutter. Why? Because this is a Doraisa. We're talking about Rishul Yisrael Remember, the whole Isra, Shmuel's only talking about when we're talking about these Chatseros and the Mavuis and these pro- problems of, of caring from Rishul Siyach to Rishul Siyach. The rabbi said if you have equal access, it prohibits it. Unless you, sometimes it prohibits it totally unless you make an air, and sometimes it prohibits it unless you make a demarcation, like over here, make some sort of a symbol indicating that you're showing ownership. However, if it's a Doraisa, like Rosh Hashanah, you don't have to go that far, and therefore he's not Machmer over there. Rav is only Machmer because it might come to fall in the Rosh Hashanah, and you might pick it up. 
Says the Mishnah, Nosin Eruva. Here we're talking about Eruva Chatseros. You made your Eruv. Where do you make an Eruv Chatseros? You put it in somebody's house. You remember, it's got to be in somebody's house. We learn if there's five inhabitants of a Chatser, they put it in one guy's house. The guy whose Chatser it's in, the guy whose house it's in doesn't have to contribute because he has his own food over there. But what's the idea? That you put the food in one guy's house, so, he, so it's like you have one common house for everybody. It's everybody shares one house, and then that Chatser belongs to that house. So you make it like one house. The same thing if you make a sheet of an amavui. The sheet of an amavui is you have different chatzay rows. So you want to make it like they have one chatzer together. You put the food in one of the chatzers, one of the chatzers of that mavui, and and then it's like they all share, they all have one big chatzer together and they use the one mavui together. So that's how we So nothing bias. Let's say you put your air. If, it's, if you said it's got to be in a house, let's say you put it in a gatehouse, a gatehouse that belongs to a chatzer. Not a private gatehouse. A gatehouse that you come in from that gatehouse, you go into the chatzer. It's made for entry and exit. It's not made for living, and people live in there's no privacy. So, if you put your air of chatzeris in a beishar or a ksadra, a ksadra, look at, if you're looking at 290 now, a beishar is a gatehouse, a gatehouse leading into a, in the diagram we see here, it looks like uh, it's the gatehouse of a private home, but not necessarily. It, uh, we're going to talk about that of a chatzer, if it's, if it's entry to a chatzer. Oxadra is a portico. It's got a cover and some stilts, uh, but it uh, poles, but it doesn't doesn't have walls. Uh, or merpeset, it's not an air. Air has to be in a house. It's got to be in a house, period. Bahadarsham, let's say somebody lives in one of those, that's not considered living. If you live in a portico, or you live in a in a, a public base shah that people are walking through, that's not considered living. Ain't also love. You don't pray, but the other ones, you, let's say you said, I want to rent the portico from you guys. I want to sleep in there. That's not considered living. You don't prohibit the other, you don't have to contribute to the air or else you prohibit the other people from caring because it's not considered, you're not considered a dweller. So our darsham ain't no so love. Let's say though, let's say you put your air in a base tefen in a storehouse of some fort, either a, a straw shed, a base of bucker, a cattle shed, a base eitzim, a wood shed, base oats, where you store other grains. It's a storehouse. That is an air because people, that does, People don't all walk through there, and people could use that for dwelling purposes under difficult uh, circumstances. I raise that air. That's an air. But I if somebody lives in there, say a guy says, I'm, I'm willing to rent your woodshed. I'll sleep in there, and I'll live in there. He does prohibit the other guys uh, if he doesn't contribute to the air. He, 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 he prohibits the other ones from carrying also into the chutzer if he doesn't contribute. If the balabayas still has a hand in there, what do we mean by that? The guy says, you know what? Okay, you could rent the woodshed for me, but I'm leaving my tools in there. I want to have access to them. I want to have access to my tools. I got my tools in there. Then the guy living in there doesn't have access because it's really owned by the owner who's, who also lives in the house in the Chatzar. In other words, Reuven, you have Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Yisachar. They live in the house and they rent it. Some guy, Shlemiel, comes in and says, I'll rent the, uh, the woodshed to live in. But Reuven says, okay, you can use my woodshed, but I'm still keeping my stuff in there. So since Reuben has access to it, so he's really the owner. He's the land. The landlord has access to it. The other guy's not considered like a tenant, but it's rather like somebody who's staying in my house. The guy who's staying in my house doesn't uh, prohibit the other people. I'm the one who's the owner, and I prohibit the other people if I don't make a... a I have to contribute to the air of not the other guys. I'm Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar, Rav Shmuel. Barashios, Komakum Shamur Chachamim. Wherever the Chachamim said, Hadar Shamein Osa, the guy who lives there doesn't prohibit the other ones. Which means, like we said, like in a portico or a gatehouse, if you, that same structure, whether it's a portico or, 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 a, or a porch or something, 
if you put your Erev there, also doesn't Aser. It's not an Erev. That's not that it doesn't Aser. It's not an Erev. The Erev has to be in a house. So wherever the Chum said, this isn't the house, because if you live there, it's not really considered dwelling. The same way, if you put your Erev there, it's not an Erev. Chutz mi Beishar Yochid, except the Beishar of a Yochid. Let's say that Beishar in 290, that gatehouse, is for an individual house, then it's okay, because then only the people of that house are going to use it, and that's considered part of the dwelling. Wherever the Chum said you can't put an Erev because it's a public Erev, you could put the Sheet over there, because the Sheet of which is the Erev for the Chatzeros has to go in one of the Chatzeros, so it could be, it doesn't have to be in a house, it could be in an open Chatzer. It can't be in the airspace of the Mavli. Again, the Erev has to be where? The Erev has to be in a house, and the shituf of the Mavi has to be in a chutzir, not in the Mavi. Mike Mashmo, what's he teaching me? What is Rabbi Yudah Rabbi Shmuel Barshilas teaching me? Tanina, that's our Mishnah. Hanosin is Uruv Beishar of Sadr Mepesad, Eino Erev, because that's not a house, right? Eino Erev Erev, Eino Erev Erev, Erev Hudalah Havi, it's not an Erev, Havi Shituf Havi, but it could be a Shituf because it's an open area, that's okay, as long as it's not in the Mavi. So the answer is Beishar Yochid the That's the Chiddush. The Chiddush is that the Beishar of a Yochid is considered a house because it's only an entrance to that dwelling. And the Avir de Mavi You have to teach me that you can't put it in the Avir of a Mavi. It's got to be the Shitaf has to be in the in the airspace of the Chatzar, not in the Mavi. That's what he that's what he teaches me. He says That's what Rabbi is. That's what Rabbi Shmuel is teaching me. The Lotan. Those things weren't mentioned in the Mishnah. We see this in a Brayse If you put your Erev in a public area, an open area like a gatehouse, or a, a portico, or a mepeset, it's an open area, it's not a house, or a chatzar, or a mavli, it is an Arab. it means that it's not an Arab. it means, because Tosas asked the Kashmir, but we've had it many times, just like the Gemara always, always uh, uses the lotion of neder, of, of, um, of a... Um, of Hataris Nadarm and Hafaris Nadarm, the Gemara uses it interchangeably, even though we know there's a serious difference between them. Hafaris Nadarm is what a father is what a father does to his young daughter or a husband to his wife, and Hataris Nadarm is what a rabbi does. It all works differently. But the Gemara uses it interchangeably. Here also you find that Erev and Shittuf are used interchangeably. You have to know what you're talking about. But Tanan's Erev, Ema Reza Shittuf. Oh, if you put it in an open area, it could be a Shittuf. If it says Gemara, Shittuf a Mavi Lo Minter. But if it's in a Mavi, it's no good. You say if you put it in a Mavi, in a Mavi, it's not, it's not guarded there. It's got to be on a Chatzar. That's what it means. Interesting, you say, Tosh, ask about it, but even if the first Rashi on this mission, take a look at the first Rashi, so Rashi tells us, because you have to know what you're talking about. Because an Erev could mean a Shittuf also, right? Or it could be, obviously, we're not talking about a Tchum. Tchum Shabbos, that's outside of town. So he tells you, it's Erev Chatzeris, that it's not Shittuf. And you've got to know what you're talking about. So he says, over here also, sometimes he used the word Erev, but he really meant over here, it's a Shittuf. But it's a Shittuf. Where's a Shittuf? Not in the Mavli, but it's rather put in the Chatzar. Again, an Erev was put in a house, and a Shittuf was put in a Chatzar. Amr ben Shmuel, Bnei Chabura, People were sitting around, Erev Shabbos, Having a little drink, for Kiddush and all of a sudden Shabbos started. So Pasal Shulchan Samchan, they can rely on the bread that's on the Shulchan that they that they own in common. That's they're good enough for their Arab as long as they're in somebody's house. Some say it's good enough for a Shita. If they're in a house, so then the food can function as an Arab because an Arab you put in a house. If they're in a Chatzar, then the food can function as a Shita. I got a proof to why Bryce 
proves what you say. Eruv v'chatzeros is b'chatzer. In Eruv v'chatzeros, you're making a chatzer. Wait a minute, that doesn't sound right. V'shit of mavos mavavui. And the sheet of mavos is in a mavav. V'inim ba Eruv v'chatzeros b'chatzer. What do you mean it's in a chatzer? V'tan nosem zuru b'chbeis chayav v'chasad If you put your Eruv in an open space, like in a merpeset or a portico or a place that's it's public, like in a chatzer, it's not good. That's what you mean to say. The Erev Chatseros is in a house in the Chatser. And the Shirmavos is in the Chatser, which is in the Mavi. That's the proper way to do it. What's an example of where you have some ownership in it? You rented out your woodshed or your cattle shed, whatever, to somebody, but you still have a handle in there. In other words, you still have the ownership. Or Shel Ben Bunayas. Uh, Benayis was a very uh, wealthy person, very wealthy person, and he used to lend out his, uh, his uh, you know, uh, dwellings to different people. Rashi says, Usher, the last line of Mashal, but he would lend out, he wouldn't even take money, he would lend out his houses and the chutz to other people. But he was very wealthy, so he had clothes and all kinds of different things in each one because he was very wealthy, so he would keep his clothes in all of them, and therefore, since he had clothes in all of them, he had access to all of them, and therefore, it was simply like people staying in his house. If I, if I, uh, if I have guests in my house for Shabbos, halavai, we should be able to get to that stage, Mitzvah soon when this uh, pandemic is over and we'll be able to have guests over again for Shabbos. So they're staying in my house. They don't make the air. If I make the air, right? Because they, they're in my house. So the same way, we're saying that if, if the owner has Tfisas Yad, so then the people who are dwelling there, they don't prohibit the other people if they didn't make an Erev. The owner has to make an Erev, and that's it. The owner makes his Erev from his house, and that's good enough. So now he tells you a story. Ben Benayus, uh, one of his sons, the sons of Benayus, we said, was this very wealthy guy. He also came for Rebbe. Rebbe himself was very wealthy. We know. Amalu. So Rebbe said, ah, oh, look who's here, a very wealthy person. Pnumakam Ben Meyamana. Let's, uh, you know, have, make space over here for this guy who's worth, you know, he's like a millionaire, Maya Mana, like a hundred times, you know, very wealthy guy, right? Mana's like a hundred, a hundred times, $10,000, whatever it was, for, for this wealthy guy, he's got a big bank account. Asin Shekhan, another wealthy guy came, was even wealthier than him, Amalahu, and he said, make space for the guy who's, guy who's worth 20000 you know, like worth, you know, he's worth a lot, lot more. Amal lefana, in other words, make space, give him cover. He's a wealthy guy. Amal lefana, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi. Amal shalzei yeshlo elephants. What you think that Ben Bunayis is not as wealthy as the second guy who came in? His father Bunayis himself, he's got a thousand ships beyam in the sea. O king elephayoris rebush, and he owns a thousand cities all over the place, right? So he, he owns he owns he's a very very wealthy guy. Amalos, so Rabbi Anselm, when you when you come to his father, tell him more low. low. Don't send him in these cheap clothes, right? Lefanai, Don't send him. In other words, the way he was dressed, he didn't look as wealthy as the second guy. You know that you should go. You should dress according to your means. And uh, he wasn't dressed as fancy, so that's why I thought that the second guy was wealthy. Rebbe Mechaber Hashirim. Rebbe was Mechaber Hashirim. Why were they Mechaber Hashirim? Not simply because they were, uh, you know, trying to get donations from them or kiss up to them or something like that. No, they were Mechaber the Hashirim who helped the poor people. They said these people do many mitzvahs. As we saw, Ben Benayis would lend out his houses and his places to many people. Rebbe Mechaber Hashirim, Rebbe Kiv Mechaber Hashirim, Kedarosh Rav Bamar, says, Yeshev Olam Lefneolkim, may he dwell, may the king dwell forever before God. Chesed Emes Menyin Saru, with kindness and, and, uh, and truth, will, uh, will guard them. 
In other words, they do great good deeds. When will the whole world dwell properly and settled before God? With time when when uh, the man here, Rashi says, is Lashon Mazonos, when uh, through kindness and truth, uh, the giving of the food will guard them. The, 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 the kindness that the rich people do, that they, give, uh, that they uh, support the poor people, that sustains the world, and that supports the world. And that's why Rebbe Kiva and Rebbe honored these rich people for, having, uh, for, for protecting, the, this was the social network they had in those days. Rabbi Rachan Omar Gom, now, going back to our issue, what are we talking about? We said if you have items in the house, if I keep my items in the house, right, so it's my house, even though you're living in there, and I, even if I rented it to you, but if I keep something in my house, then I have access to it. So the guy who's ten, the tenant does not prohibit the other guy, does not restrict the other guys from carrying in there. What kind of items? Like the pin of a plow. In other words, something which is muktzah, which can't be moved on Shabbos. Because if it could be moved on Shabbos, I could just remove the stuff on Shabbos and I have nothing there. Amar Rabbi Nachman, Tanadei Vishmuel, Tanadei Vishmuel learns, something which is removed on Shabbos, which is moved on Shabbos. In other words, if, my, if I'm the owner and I could take my stuff out on Shabbos, then the guy who's living there, the tenant, Oser, he prohibits other people from caring if he didn't contribute to the Arab. Like we said, like the pin of a plow, which is muktzah on Shabbos, according to everybody. Remember, before it's a muktzah machmas for sarin kiss. That even even Rabbi Shimon's motor that there's muktzah there on that. So something like this pin of a plow, and therefore it's got to stay there the whole Shabbos. Therefore, the balbai, so to speak, keeps his items in there and shows that he's the owner, he's the real dweller of that uh, of that dwelling. Uh, that, uh, that that dwelling, since it's not removed on Shabbos, ain't also, so the tenant who lives in there, if he doesn't contribute to the air, if he doesn't prohibit the others. Tanam Yachi, Yeshlo Tevel, if he's got Tevel, which is Muktz on Shabbos, Yeshlo Ashishis, if he's got metal pieces, things which are Muktz on Shabbos, metal pieces, large metal pieces, called the Vashayin of the Shabbos, those kind of things, then if the owner keeps those kind of things in the house, then the owner shows that he is the real dweller of the house and the other guy's just staying with him for Shabbos. And therefore the dweller, the guy who's actually sleeping in there, ain't also doesn't prohibit the other people from caring if he if they if he, they didn't contribute to the um, to the uh, to the Arab. All right. Have a good day everybody. We'll pick it up from the Mishnah tomorrow.